0: Welcome to the Realm of Endless Stories, a weekly podcast covering books, fanfic, comics, TV, and films. If we love it, we read it, watch it, and talk about it. I'm Sarah. I'm Soleil, and we have a guest with
1: us today. So welcome, Woo! River! Um, yay! Um, do you want
2: to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, uh, my name's River.
0: It would have been funny if she just said No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am a Slytherin, and I'm super nerdy, and I'm just very excited to be on the podcast with you guys, so thank you for inviting me. Of course. Oh, we love to you have you Pelligan.
3: today,
0: uh, and this is a very special, special episode. Because Mira isn't here! No, just yes. kidding. Mira got her second COVID shot the day before yesterday, mm-hmm. so we gave her the weekend off. So yes, yeah, she deserves it. She does. She works hard for the money um mm-hmm. right so we decided to invite a guest in her place and this week we are talking about even though i'm pretty sure last week i said we were talking about the martian i lied because this week <laughs> you're a liar. My, I, I said like a liar and we are talking about one of the best things that ever happened to television in my opinion in the 80s in the 80s and then brought back again <laughs> uh in within recent years. She-Ra mm-hmm. and the Princesses of Power. It is on Netflix. Yes. If you have not watched it, what are you doing with your life? Please reevaluate. Also, reminder that this is not a spoiler-free podcast, and we are marked explicit for occasional cursing and discussion topics. All views and opinions expressed in episode discussions are our own and do not reflect those of the show's creators, writers, etc. So, She-Ra!
1: Yes. And the princess of power. power.
0: Well, um, she's related to He Man, who I learned yesterday Passing. had a name. Yes, uh, Prince Adam. Come on, I was like, I thought he was just He Man, and honestly, it took me by surprise.
1: His title is actually Prince Adam of Eternia. Okay, that that makes
0: sense. But uh, I he always he has
1: a pet tiger.
0: Who doesn't have a pet tiger? Let's be real. It was the eighties. Everyone had a pet tiger. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, that was way before the Tiger King. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the original Tiger King. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he so, was. Uh, He-Man was done in the 80s. There was an original mm. spinoff. He-Man's cousin, She-Ra. Her name is Adora. Uh, she got her own spinoff in the 80s. And it was so wonderfully 80s cartoonish. You can find yes. it online. It is hilarious. The costumes especially uh, for the cartoons <laughs> it is classic 80s like Scooby Doo villain level. Yeah, it's so great. I always
1: I always saw them more like gem. Yes. Like gem and holograms,
0: yeah. H- holograms, yes. And in I believe it was 20... 18. 2018, uh Noel Stevenson, they are a comic bu- book writer uh, known for the comic Nemona and the comic Lumberjanes by Boom Studios. Uh, they have since moved on to, in addition to doing comics, they have gone into executive producing and creating the reboot of She-Ra. So they rebooted the 80s Shira and renamed it Shira ra and the Princesses of Power. And mm-hmm. it's the story of Adora, how she becomes the legendary warrior Shira. ra and the role she chooses to play in the fight for their planet of Etheria between the princesses and the evil horde. Yeah, the
1: way that we're going to do this, for everyone who's listening, uh, we're not going to describe the episodes. We're going to give you a description of the characters, and then we're going to dig into um, some topics that we think are really, really worth talking about.
0: Because this show is phenomenal on so many levels. The topics it covered, the acceptance Mm -hmm. it shows... The animation, the writing is both funny and pure of heart. And it's just all around excellent. We highly recommend you checking it out if you have not already. Mm -hmm. Yes, we know it's a cartoon and it was originally made for kids. But adults will get just as much enjoyment out of it. And it is absolutely beautifully done. So we are talking about Adora. Um, So there's this plan. Yeah, hey Adora. Um, we'll get to her in a minute. So there's this planet Etheria and magic is bountiful on this planet and is channeled through rune stones and people who have the connections to these rune stones. So Adora came through. Wow. That did not sound like words. Um, <laughs> um, came through a portal as a baby. Mm-hmm. So she came from somewhere else and she has no memories of who she was. Cause she was a tiny little cute little baby. And was found by a person named, or a being named Shadow Weaver. Uh, Shadow Weaver will be talked about later. She is associated with the evil horde. So Shadow Weaver found this cute little baby Adora and decided, I'm going to take her home and raise her. So she raised her and Katra, who I will talk about in a second. And they were both raised in uh, Shadow Weaver's care in the horde and worked their way up the ranks. Uh, to become soldiers in this war that is taking place Mm -hmm. on the planet of Etheria between the Horde and the princesses. Literally battle for the planet. So Catra uh, becomes Adora's uh, best friend because they're the same age and they're both orphans and they're both raised by Shadow Weaver. So it's like two peas in a pod. Um, Mm -hmm. It's them and a couple other people in their uh, little Horde squad. And uh, over- Kyle. Yeah, I love Kyle. (laughs)
3: Uh, This is not just a
0: throwback to my best friend Kyle But like, seriously You just need to say one word (laughs) And then Sarah's feelings go out Kyle tries so hard, okay? I know Um, Okay, so we know that Adora is being raised by the Horde And they're taught that the princesses are evil And they use their power for evil And they're gonna take over the planet and ruin everything So the Horde is fighting Mm -hmm. back Awesome. Mm-hmm. So she and Katra, Adora and Katra, one day go out into the Whispering Woods because Adora got promoted to Force Captain. She has a shiny new badge and it's amazing looking. And mm-hmm. so Katra's like, we're going to celebrate. I'm going to borrow this sailing vessel and we are going to go hover sailing across the planet because of reasons. And... They get into an argument about who's driving and Adora falls off the skiff and lands in the middle of this forest, the Whispering Woods, and she finds a sword sticking out of the ground Mm -hmm. like you do. And why wouldn't you pick it up? I mean, seriously, I mean, if I saw a sword sticking out of the ground, I'd at least poke it like at the very (laughs) least. Um, This is the Sword of Protection. And when she touches it, it gives her a bunch of flashes of, they could be memories, they could be um, future events. She hears her name and the name of the legendary warrior, She-Ra. And Mm -hmm. she ends up picking up the sword and it transforms her into She-Ra, princess of power, eight foot tall, gorgeous hair, flows in the wind with no wind whatsoever present. Uh, <laughs> kicks ass, takes names, and looks good <laughs> while
1: doing it. You know what? I just, image just came to my mind. Right. Remember um, when we were preparing for this episode, I showed River and Sarah Scorpia the intro for He Man.
0: Oh my God. Scorpia's for the voice though. Of the 80s. I'm sorry. Scorpia what? tried to, I know you're talking, but <laughs> Scorpia tried to claw <laughs> at He Man. And mm-hmm. He Man said, that's not very ladylike, and then proceeded to pick her up swing her bodily around and then throw her into a cart full of like plates and shit. Swing your body around. Right, but like like she was like doing the fucking (laughs) Iron Lotus or whatever from from Blades of Glory. I'm like, that's not very ladylike (laughs) that she tried to defend herself, but you just picked her up and threw her? Okay, Prince Adam, look at your life, look at your choices. You're an asshole.
1: Coming back to what I was saying, I showed them the intro and Sarah pointed out that himan when he transforms, he grabs the sword by the is it like the hilt and the blade, right? right? right. When he says, one I, hand, "I got the power," right. one hand on the hilt,
0: one hand clasped directly around the blade, meaning it should be slicing directly into his fingers.
1: Yes. Well, I just remember that the eighty Sedora when she transforms, she doesn't grab it. She only shows the hills, and she says, I got the power. <laughs> so right. Whereas you can tell how, yeah. Women, practical are, is, women are
0: smarter than men. They know don't grab a stabby thing by the stabby end. Exactly. Yes. Caddy caddy. Yes. So Adora finally manages to grab this sword and she hears the words echo in her mind that tell her, say it, say these words for the honor. Sh- Shakira, Shakira. Of re- yeah, Shakira, Shakira. That's right. <laughs> Um, (laughs) that would be funny. Especially given her outfit. Um,
3: especially if you're thinking
0: about, uh, especially if you're thinking about what 80s Adora looked like. Uh, yes, yes, her hips do not lie. Um, neither do Catras in that outfit. (laughs) Uh, 80s Catra. But, so she hears the voice in her head say, like, basically repeat after me, for the honor of Greyskull. And Adora's like, who or what is a gray skull? And But she panics and says the words because she sees a princess and a guy with a, a bow and arrow, an archer, come out. And she's like, okay, I got to protect myself from these clearly princess-affiliated people for the honor of Grayskull. And then she transforms into an eight, a giant, eight-foot-tall, badass warrior princess. All I'm thinking when you're...
2: Saying for the power of Grey Skull is a uh, Green Lantern trying to activate his lantern and he's like, For the honor of Skull," and it never ends up working. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't well, remember that. Well, that's because the Green Lantern is based on willpower.
2: If
1: if, you, if you're not committed to it, true. <laughs> Do they ever explain? I don't remember in the series
0: what Grayskull no. is. No, I don't think they did. No, because I asked you what is Grayskull, and I and yes. I looked it up because I was like, who or what? I know there was a Grayskull castle, but in the in the eighties, this all happened because they were defending
1: Grayskull Castle, and that's where the power comes from because that's where the sorcerers the um, giver of all this power lived, so they had to defend it. That's why they say for the power where this being is. So, so I I didn't remember if it. No, was, they
3: don't ever. Explain I mean that.
0: the the phrase stayed for the so honor of Grayskull. Have an idea, right? but yeah, what she's like, who's Grayskull or what's a Grayskull? Like it's like what's a Magneto? Okay, I can work references into anything. <gasps> <No>. um. <laughs> <laughs> so. Catcher's like, okay, um, we got to go back home now. And she's like, no, I, okay, fine. I'll go back home. So they go back home and Adora sneaks back out to figure out, like, I saw this sword. I'm I'm dreaming about it. It's got to be important. So she finds Uh it. And that's when her plot kicks off that she is, She-Ra is actually a title being passed down. Whoever Mm -hmm. holds this sword of protection transforms into the legendary princess of power who is supposed to protect the planet of Etheria. She is the one that will unite the other princesses of Etheria and protect the planet from the Horde. And Adora is like, but I was raised by the Horde and yeah, we, we fight battles and stuff. That's what I've been prepping for, but we're, we're fighting against bad people. So she sneaks back out to find This sword to figure out like well what the heck why did i start seeing things when i touched it and gets captured by a princess and the archer and ends up figuring out that these battles that the horde are fighting against enemy combatants are really against regular civilians women children farming towns nothing that could possibly be a threat to them. And Adora's like, I've been lied to my whole life. And Catra comes back going, well, come on. You know, I fought my way here to get to you and break you free and bring you home. Let's go. Uh, we're meant to rule everything together. So let's go back to the Horde and continue conquering things. And Adora's mm-hmm. like, Catra, I can't go home. Bon Jovi asked me who said you can't go home. And I said, I can't because... <laughs> I realized that we're killing women and children. Like these yes. aren't. This was supposed to be like a this town of Thamor was supposed to be this like weapons hub, and there's nothing here but civilians. And Catcher's like, oh, she's like, we're we're being we've been manipulated, and she's like, duh, hello, that's what's been happening our whole lives. And Adora's like, well, I can't be okay with that. Doesn't that bother you? And Catcher's like, no, as long as I have you, I don't care. Like, we'll run the world together and it'll be great. And Adora's like, well, that doesn't sit right with me. I don't know why I turned into this eight foot tall lady with really long blonde hair that flows in non-existent Mm -hmm. wind. But clearly it's for a purpose. And I just found out that everything that I wanted to fight for is a lie. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going back home to the Horde. And she goes off with the princess and the archer. And Catra goes home to the Horde. And that what's and that's what starts the show because Catra has failed in her assignment from Shadow Weaver and the leader of the horde uh to bring Adora back home.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: the end. Yes. A lot of the first season is bring Adora home. And Adora's like, hell no, I won't go. And it's uh <laughs> it's it's great. But so yep. kind of got off track there a little bit, but yep. a lot bit. But, so you have Adora, she's sometimes yes. a regular person, sometimes when she picks up this sort of protection and says, for the honor of Grayskull, becomes an eight foot ta- tall, beautiful lady who's really strong and kicks ass. Um, yes. And then you have Catra, who is uh, best friends with Adora. Uh, she wants to rise through the ranks to become Force Captain like Adora was before Adora said, fuck this, you guys are killing innocent people, I'm out. And decides that when Adora says, I'm not coming home, she's like, well, basically, if I can't have Adora, nobody can. And... Yeah, possessive much? Yeah. Everything Katra does, fighting in the Horde's name, is really done for personal reasons. It's really not, I want to rule the world. It's, I want to rule the world with Adora. If Adora isn't yeah. there, ruling the world means nothing to me. Yeah, maybe if I get there and I show her, she'll come back. To me. Right. Like if I show her, look how great things will be together. So everything she does to rise through the military ranks and become powerful is really to get her best friend back because they've been inseparable since they were little. Mm-hmm. And now Catra is left alone with the rest of their squad, uh, Rogelio, Lonnie, and Kyle. Uh, and when Adora's not there to balance Katra out, Katra is very shouty, and Katra really needs a hug.
1: The cats don't like hugs,
0: so we give it. To, we give our cats hugs anyway. Did we ask yeah, their that's opinion? True.
1: No. And,
0: and I know <laughs> of at least one person that we'll get to later who will volunteer to hug Katra.
1: Yes. Um, okay. The next uh, character we're going to talk about is Light Hope um she's a double-faced hologram bitch
0: i mean when also- you originally wrote your notes you thought she was a horse so yes with <laughs> well she doesn't have wings. no she thought that light hope was swift wind and i was like one is a hologram one is a pegasus just saying. i was asleep yeah was very asleep so asleep that. that when i corrected you you wrote stop correcting my notes bitch Yes.
1: <laughs> okay, but she's also an artificial intelligence program created to train and assist the Shira, whoever she is, because we find out that there has been more than one. Right.
0: Shira is more of a title that's been passed down, and it's now a Dora's yes. title.
1: Um, she was created by the first ones, which is, I
0: think, the creators of the planet or the magic of forever They're the ancient ones. Yes. The original inhabitants or settlers creators whatever of the planet the first one.
1: Uh we think she's good, but she's a sneaky sneaky bitch. She was created to persuade She-Ra to activate the, the Heart of Etheria.
0: Heart of Etheria project, which nobody knows anything about and no one can give any information about it because surprisingly, yeah. to the great surprise of no one, all the first ones are dead. No one can read their dead language except <gasps> the current Shira Adora. <laughs> So (laughs) she keeps going to Light Hope saying, hey, you know, teach me things. Teach me how to be a good She-Ra. Teach me to do this. Whereas Light Hope Mm -hmm. has her own agenda and is able to keep pieces of that agenda from Adora because there's no other information source that Adora can get information from because no one else can read First One's writing but her. Yes, Like she'll walk up to a wall and everybody will be like, okay, this one's the First One's ruin. And she's like, oh, it says Eternia. And everybody's like, you can read this? And she's like, well, you can't. <laughs> Do you not, not know how to read? She's like, we know how to read. Nobody can read yeah. that. That's this first one stuff. That's like centuries old. And she's like, I didn't know you could read. Right. I didn't know I could read. Like, like that's, that's what she's saying. She's like, how can I read first one's writing? I didn't know I could read. <laughs> it's
1: like Harry being surprised when he spoke. Right. Like, how can mean, I speak something that I've never exactly. learned? Exactly. Like,
0: I just, wh- why can I read this? And why can no one else? Like, yeah. should I panic? Maybe, although Light hope can be pretty funny. I mean, there's there's one episode about halfway through that she her memory circuits get damaged, so she has to she forgets everything and has to slowly reboot. And Adora is in there mm-hmm. in their little headquarters castle thing where she trains. And Light hope has only restored about like thirty percent of her memory. So Adora's like, "Come on, I need you to tell me about this thing." And she's like, "I haven't accessed that information." However, I have learned how to create spiders and creates <laughs> giant mutant spiders. And Adora's like, great, yeah. thanks. So she is like fighting off these spiders and she's like, can you get rid of the spiders? And she's like, I do not know how to do that yet, but look, I made a crystal.
3: <laughs> and
0: and Adora's like, okay, I'm going to continue killing these spiders. And Light Hope's like, I can assist. Oh, I made more spiders. And Adora's like, just stop helping. Stop helping. <laughs> yes. Cause then at this point, she's like, no, I get it. I'll drown them because spiders can't swim. And Adora's like, but you didn't give me any warning. You almost drowned me too. <laughs> like, she's like, but the spiders are gone now. And Adora's like, oh dear <laughs> she's God. Like, she's like, I'm gonna die if she continues helping me. Like, yes. it's it's that if um, mm-hmm. Stop helping. Right. What was it in? Um, <laughs> You're only making it worse. It was it, it's Lockhart. It's if he keeps trying to, or yeah. Dobby, if he keeps trying to help me one more <laughs> yeah, time, he's going to <laughs> kill me. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Apologies. <laughs> I have made more spiders. Like
1: <laughs> Our next character is going to be presented by River.
2: The one we thought was light open
0: that so no, uh, I thought um, was
2: Next we have Swiftwind. Uh Swiftwind is Adora's noble steed. Uh Swiftwind was uh
0: we called it horsey.
2: Yes, that was before Swiftwind became Swiftwind. Swiftwind right. was a, an original horse, like real-life horse. Um mm-hmm. uh, when he becomes uh, swift Swiftwind, he shares a special bond with She-Ra and he's loyal to Dora even when she's not in She-Ra form. He is a flying talking unicorn, which I think is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes. Um he is the equivalent of what I think of Donkey and truck to be. Um so it's kind of got like that <laughs> same character alignment. Uh, with Donkey. Um, He's also like extremely hilarious and he's just great. I love him so much. Um, He also likes to sing songs and writing wrongs.
0: He's like, why can't I get a table? (laughs) A seat at the table.
2: And loop-de-loops. We like loop-de-loops. What were you going to say, Sully? He...
1: Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Oh, he is such a draw.
0: He is... He's a drama queen. He's a drama oh my god! He He's like, I mean, Everybody else gets a seat at the table. This is against Why do horses. I have a chair? Like, <laughs> just, is it just me or do you not like all horses? Yes. He like he so actually drama. says that to the queen of Bright Moon. Like, is it me or is it against, do you have something against all horses? Doesn't he ask for chair? Yeah, he well, a chair? Yeah. Well, you don't need a
1: chair. Well, I still want a chair. <laughs> right. I
0: still want a chair. Yeah. He asks Angela for a chair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that he almost thinks of himself as human. He does. Totally does. Which is what I get from that. So I don't know if that's more...
0: I mean, he walks through doors like he thinks he's a human and then realizes he won't fit through the door. True. (laughs) All right. So up next, we
2: have Madame Raz, who is a forgetful witchy crone hermit who lives in the forest and bakes pies. And this is completely what I aspire to be in my old age. (laughs) Pie. Who doesn't like right? And who doesn't want to live in the forest where you're surrounded by nobody? Like, hello.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. I would love cooking pie.
0: Right. Even yeah, even the horde doesn't bother her. Dean will come over all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She can
2: mentally travel through time, which is why she seems so confused all the time. Mm -hmm. My favorite quote from Madame Raz is, "Magic is just." Which I think is very powerful and profound, especially in the world of She-Ra.
1: I want to point out that um, 80s Madam Raz. Oh, she looked hilarious. Rode a broom and the broom talked, which was
0: really cool because she was kind of kooky. Kind of? <laughs> well, okay. You showed she it to me cookie? for five seconds and I was like, that is Raz. <laughs> Like, I know yeah. it without
1: being told. Uh, and her her uh, broom was kind of like the bo- voice of reason of her head. <laughs> so she will say something weird and the and the broom will be like, no, it's this. So it will be like the voice of reason, which I thought was really amazing. And the fact yes. that you
0: need your broomstick to be your voice of yeah. reason <laughs> is slightly concerning.
1: Uh, yes. So um, Mara. We, uh, Mara. Mara is, We're friends of Mara. Mara. Amara, Mara was uh, the shira before Adora, yes. the best shira ever behind the eighties. Um, she was chosen to be the shira, and she was the first one I think that we know of that uh, really talked to Light Hope. And I think they had kind of like a very close friendship mm-hmm. relationship in a way. Mara was brave and loyal to the point that she sac- sacrificed
0: herself to protect and save Etheria. Right, because she found out. What the Heart of Etheria project was and was like, look, mm-hmm. this is going to tear the planet apart. I'm going to go against orders. And Light Hope is like, no, the purpose of she is to fulfill and mm-hmm. do the, the Heart of Etheria project. And Mara's is like, well, fuck that. The, these people on this planet are more important than you creating a planet sized nuke. So we're not going to do that and she's
1: she's kind (laughs) of like tony stark poking around shield like i really want to know what's in this oh yeah
0: oh yeah she's like a gryffindor version of tony stark yeah
1: yes yes okay and now we get to the princess alliance yes let's meet all this
0: lovely lady and um several gentlemen who are not princesses but are princess alliance affiliates
2: yes so up next, we have Glimmer, a.k.a. Sparkles, which is uh, Catra's favorite nickname for Glimmer, <laughs> which I think is adorable. Uh, she is the daughter of Queen Angela and King Micah. She is the princess of Etheria and eventual badass queen. She is a loyal and awesome friend and part of the trio with with Adora and Bo.
1: What are they called? The friendship what? Best friend squad! It's literally in my
2: note one paragraph down. Yes!
1: Oh, I, didn't, <laughs> I can't read.
2: <laughs> and along those lines we have uh, Queen Angela and King Michael. Queen Angela is mother to Glimmer and wife to Micah. She sacrificed herself in order to retrieve the sword of protection.
0: Pour one out for Angela! and
2: King Micah is the husband to Queen Angela and daughter of Glimmer. No. No, no, no daughter not. of
3: Glimmer. <laughs> <laughs> daughter too. Daughter no. to Glimmer. <laughs> I
0: misread but that. And Glimmer is... Oh my god, you just made King Micah Glimmer's... Glimmer be- <laughs> just became the father to her own dad. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> no, no, like, you were wrong and then like corrected it and made it worse. It made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Glimmer is now somehow her own father's mother's mother. mother. <laughs> yeah. Well, these things happen on a live podcast.
3: <laughs> oh
0: my god. Oh, I am so sorry, poor Chin Ho Kelly from Hawaii Five O, who, who is the voice of King Micah. I am so sorry that we have done this to you.
1: He was lost for a while, or assumed dead. Yes, and then they found he was found out on Beast Island, right? Yes, and then he was bad, and then he was. Well, good, he's being controlled. He was. He wasn't yeah. bad
0: on purpose.
1: He was bad.
2: No, <laughs> controlled. Well, yes. controlled bad.
0: Yes. Okay. Then we have the only member of the only main main member of the princess alliance that is neither a uh, a woman or a princess. Uh, Bo. He is surprise an archer. Um. <laughs> he has uh, no powers except being an amazing friend and okay. being very skilled with a bow and is great at fiddling with first ones tech and any kind of technology. He has, uh, his two dads are historians and he there is a very cute episode where he goes home and has you find out he's been lying to his dads about where he's been because Bo went mm-hmm. to join the rebellion. He doesn't want to grow up to be a historian and couldn't figure out how to tell his dad. Yeah. He's, he's like, I don't want to inherit your library, dads. Like, that's not me. And they're like, well, we love you anyway. And
1: They're so very accepting of whoever he wants to be.
0: It, they're so cute. Yeah. But like the lies that they tell, it's like, yes, Adora is majoring in... History and Shira ra art. And that's why she can read the first one's writing. Uh He is absolutely the glue that holds the best friend squad together. He, Glimmer, and Adora. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he and Glimmer have been... You get the impression that he and Glimmer have been friends since they were kids. He is totes in love with her.
1: Yes, he is.
0: And she is totes in love with him. But talking about feelings, like, isn't cool. So we don't do that.
1: Of course. You forgot main characteristic.
0: Of this guy. Amazing. Crop tops. Yes. Crop tops. <laughs> yes. And although he's more I found out since you showed me uh 80s Shira uh current day Bo has more clothes than regular Bo did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. My favorite thing is that his crop tops, like even in season five, when they're out in space, he has a helmet mm. and a spacesuit, but the spacesuit is a crop top.
1: And he um 80 no uh, this bow is koala-less because he forgot his little koala rainbow thing.
0: I know uh, showrunner Noelle Stevenson said that that was one of the unused plot ideas, Bo's mm-hmm. uh, animal companion, along with another one being Catra gets turned into an actual cat and Adora just spends mm-hmm. the whole episode picking up random cats going, "Katra, is that you?
3: <laughs> I would totally watch well,
0: that
1: episode. Well, 80s Catra turns into a cat and she with Grincher
0: does she sound does she sound any better than when she talks normally because dear god and she was like meow Ugh. she talks like she talks like Catwoman
1: from the um old series yes that when she talks she meows all the time worse yes yes <laughs> okay our next princess Mermista, or should we call her Sierra?
0: Sierra! Sparkle, sparkle Dolphin.
1: Yeah, she's a typical millennial. I, I, to me, it was like Freaky Friday, like, you're ruining my life type of person. She's always in the uh, like, I hate everything. Except
0: um water-themed mystery novels. She does love those.
1: Yeah, I mean, she is... I think she's great. She's good. She's kind. Oh, she's wonderful. But she she likes to say no to everything it's and everything
3: just, is impossible.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh oh, fine. And, the, like, the one episode where they're laying out, like, the D&D battle plan and Mermista will mm-hmm. do this. Mermista will what now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, she's like, Mermista will not. <laughs> she is, Um, at one point, when
1: she is not there or Adora is not there, somebody has to rise to be... Kind of the leader to command where they have to go, and this is, I think, the last season. And yes. nobody was taking on, and they were pointing at her. I think because she's kind of the oldest or the eldest.
0: I I got that impression too that she's one of the. Oldest. Yeah,
1: and and she's like no, no, no. But when it came to the time of doing things, she was like a natural born leader. She could command everybody.
0: She has a very good tactical mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. She's the princess of Selenium. Selenius yep. and has control over anything water and sea related. Um, she can turn herself into a mermaid. How cool is that? I was I was reading a couple things last night, and one said, This is um imagine Ariel, little mermaid, yeah, the complete opposite. Like she is sarcastic, anything yeah, that Ariel is not. The
0: little emo mermaid.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> She is sarcastic and
0: blunt. Always I speaks can her tell mind. You the world, no thanks. <laughs> no. I mean, and I, and in retrospect, I realize that's Aladdin. Uh, yeah, I, I want to be where the people aren't. Is Ew. that's Mermista. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to be where the people aren't. Like, <laughs> uh, exactly.
1: Oh, she always speaks her mind and hates being a leader, but she's so natural. At she it. is, um, and she has a
0: boyfriend. She does. Uh, I hate him. Oh, I love him. She Uh, tolerates him. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Because he's fond of adventure! Uh, Adventure! His name is Seahawk. He is... Of course. (laughs) Of course, of course. He has an entire song about it. He loves singing sea shanties and setting his (laughs) ships on fire. Uh, He is... A pirate, but really bad at it because he's too nice to be a real pirate. Uh, (laughs) He obviously adores Mermista. She puts up with him, but over the course of the series, you can tell that she's like, a lot of that is a front and that she really, really, really does care for him. Mm -hmm. Um, He basically becomes part of the Princess Alliance because where Mermista goes, he goes because adventure! And because he's loyal and helpful. He and Mermista are cute as fuck. Like they are, they even get their own, like he sings sea shanties and she's like, no, we're going to do a remix. And it's going to be like a rock, rock ballad or a power Mm -hmm. rock song. And he's like, I have never loved you more. Like, (laughs) 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 or like she turns to him at one point and is like, I need you to set one of your ships on fire. And he's like, I have never loved you more.
1: Exactly. (laughs) He loves setting, which is which is you know he lives on the sea and he likes to
0: set things on on fire. fire. Except for the 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 third iteration of his ship, which went down by termites. But (laughs) all the rest of them, he has set on fire. Yeah. Next princess is
2: next. We have a princess who is all about science, and that is Entrapta, um, also known as Geek Princess and Little Rebel. She, the way I would describe Entrapta- She is the
0: Tony Stark of the She-Ra world.
2: Yes. uh, She is definitely very chaotic neutral. She was on the Rebellion side and then went Mm -hmm. to the Horde side. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I
2: see Entrapta as someone who doesn't really pick sides, but picks what she believes in. And to her, that is science. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she goes wherever science is, um, basically. But when she is with the um, Horn side, uh, she eventually develops a really cute relationship with uh, uh, Hordak. and we'll talk about that more when we get to that. But she's just mm-hmm. absolutely adorable. She's my one of my favorite characters. Um, I have I feel like I have so much in common with her, just in the way that how she loves her passions. Mm-hmm. So that's really why I like her a lot. So. She loves tiny food.
0: I was just going to mention yes. that. Do you only eat tiny
1: food? <laughs> um, she loves no. tiny food. I love that her hair. I, I love that her hair is. Prehensile, is, like a monkey's tail. That, like she can yeah, use it as like but limbs. It, but it's oh, it also, it seems to, uh, what, what's what I want to say? It, like have a life of their of yeah, own. Yeah, it like knows if she wants a tool before she asks for it. Yeah, so she's concentrated on something and her hair will be grabbing stuff that she needs. I love that about her. I love that she is, um, she lo- She can love anything. She sees past good, bad, evil. She can love the other person.
0: I want to add um, props to the writers and the showrunner for uh, stating that uh, Entrapta was written as autistic. And mm-hmm. that one of the, forget if he was an art artistic developer or storyboard writer, uh, on the team who is autistic had a lot or majority say in how her character arc and development went. Mm-hmm. So it's very realistic in that portrayal.
1: Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you can totally see it in, in the way she is. On the all about science that um, River you were mentioning, I always thought of her kind of like Einstein in the way that he created science, and then he didn't he didn't think about the implications of that what that in the hands of people that are not good can do to the rest of humanity. He just wanted to
0: know for knowledge's sake.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I don't. I think she's the same way. She went to the horde side because they will let her. First of all, they told her a lie that, you know, princesses didn't like her. That's why they left her behind.
0: Right. The princesses thought she was dead.
1: Because they gave her all the tools that she wanted or she needed. And that is she didn't. I don't think she everything she created was um, knowingly that it was going to be used for evil.
0: Right. And like just with the portals, when she figured out that the risk for the portals would crack the planet, she's like, we can't do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I wanted to know, but it's not worth risking my home. Yeah. But, yeah, she is an absolute delight.
2: She really is. I love her character development throughout the series and just how she grows. And and it's just really great. Um, She also, which brings us to Emily, which is a robot with feelings.
3: Emily (laughs) Emily is
2: super adorable. Emily was a lonely farm robot when Interactive found her and reprogrammed her, and updated her to be one of her robot friends. Um, and she's just a very cute and clumsy robot, kind of like BB Eight with legs. Yeah, <laughs> I-, I can see that. I was going to say something, and I forgot.
1: <laughs> My mind forgets a lot today. And I was gonna, um when we see her. This is what I remember. So when we first meet her. Um, she is in this palace, and it seems like there's nobody else around except... And drill, yeah. Yeah, except the servers that bring her tiny food.
0: Yeah, the three human servers, the cook and the two servers, and then the rest is all robots.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a very lonely existence for her. And I think she doesn't know how to relate with people in the beginning. That's why she surrounds herself with so much technology but by the end she really comes she really comes into what she is and her friends and that they love her and then she can be around people more um the next princess we are going to talk about is perfuma she's a hippie chick who grows weed
0: well not just weeds flowers too
1: well flowers too uh she's a princess and ruler of plumeria and her power is to control and grow plants um i think this quote describes her the best uh there's power real power in love joy and friendship friendship isn't a weakness it is my greatest strength um i think she's the most loving and kindest princess of all and believes in everybody's abilities and love each one equally and uh, it will give you the chance even if you um if other people doubt you
0: and she's proven that
1: Yes, and she—I don't think by the end of season five she shows how strong her power
0: is. Right, I feel I still think she's got room to grow, for lack of better words.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, our next
1: princess is this little tiny thing, and uh, her name is Frosta. Don't call her tiny; I- you will mm-hmm. regret it. Yeah, aka Frostbite, Winter's Bane. <laughs> That's. Her nickname to herself. Yes. Um. She's a little badass firecracker ice queen. Imagine an angry, full of energy, ten-year-old Elsa. That's what. Well, I is. mean,
0: she's she's been princess of like the Winterlands for like mm-hmm. four years now. I think by the time we meet her, we don't we don't know her family history, but we know that she's the ruler, and she's ten. She started being the ruler when she
1: was six. Right. so and She is so powerful. Um, she feels like she always has to prove herself because of her size and her age. He needs I to know prove that. her powers to other princesses, making her sometimes impulsive in battle. She's like, I'm going to smash this. And she creates <laughs> <Yeah>. these <a> huge <laughs> ice hands. And it's like the Hulk smash. Um, she makes puns and laughs at her own jokes. She's me <laughs> <laughs> because she also cares deeply about people
0: and is tiny. Yes. I'm non here <laughs> But I personally think I am a little bit more of our final princess. Um, mm-hmm. Her name is Scorpia. She is my favorite. The horde uh, led by Lord Hordak, who I will talk about in a minute, uh, landed on Scorpia's family's land. I thought, I thought you
1: said the Horde. I'm like, what? <laughs> how what, how dare you call her? <laughs>
0: no. The Horde. Horde. Okay. The Horde. Yeah, continue. I uh, came to this planet and ended up on Scorpia's family's land. Mm-hmm. So she's a force captain for the Horde. She ha- really doesn't support the Horde or go against the Horde one way or the other. She doesn't really have personal feelings one way or the other. It's just that mm-hmm. because they landed here, their family gave up their runestone, the black garnet, um, which is the source of Scorpius power and gave it to the Horde and said, here you go. So that's why she sided with the Horde. Um, she is the epitome of a Hufflepuff. She is yes. loyal to a fault. Yes. She loves hugs one of the first things she says to catch when Katra gets promoted to force captain so that she's equal in scorpia scorpia with scorpia is uh uh warning i'm a hugger and then like just picks Katra up and hugs her and catcher's like put me down put me down right now like which is
1: amazing because she she's a very tall very tall very tall very uh like brought shoulder kind of big with pincers and a stinger and she's mm-hmm. a hugger. Yes. Which I think is amazing. The contrast of those two things. It's great.
0: Right. And she really just wants to be friends with Katra. Like yes. that, it, she and Katra end up working together and she's like, look, I just like, you're my best friend and we do things together. And I packed us a picnic lunch and Catra's like, I like, get away from me, you bumbling fool. Like, I'm trying to do things and I'm trying to, I'm bitter about Adora still forever. So, uh well, go away. Scorpia
1: wants to be Katra's friend. Right. And Katra wants her best friend back. Right. So she doesn't have a mindset to let anybody else be her friend.
0: Right. So, Scorpia is a princess at this point in title only. In order for mm-hmm. one to uh, control their magic, they need to forge a connection with their runestone. Their runestone Scorpius runestone, the Black Garnet, was given to the Horde and in turn given to Shadow Weaver. So that's where Shadow Weaver gets her power, but eventually gets cut off from the Black Garnet. And Scorpia goes through huge character development, which we'll talk about later. But she, in the middle of season four, like everything's falling apart within the Horde. And she basically has to make the decision, do I stay and put up with Catra's constant... Uh, belittling of me in the hopes that she'll notice me and be my friend or do I go off on my own and then Katra eventually gets banished to Beast Island which is the uh, the clincher so Cat, uh, sorry Scorpia leaves and heads to Bright Moon which is like Princess Alliance headquarters and just shows up at a Princess Alliance meeting and was like sorry I didn't want to interrupt I sounded like what you were talking about was important. I was just going to wait my turn. And everybody's (laughs) like, and she's like, no, no, I'm here because my friend is, got kidnapped and I need your help to rescue my Mm -hmm. friend. And everybody's like, don't trust her. And perfume is like, you're just trying to be a good friend. Oh my God. And (laughs) like, I am Scorpia so hard. Like, so, Uh, It is at that point that Scorpio officially switches sides and sides against the Horde so that they can rescue Catra. And even though a lot of the princesses are like, well, Catra deserves what's coming to her. And Adora's like, I don't care. We're going to rescue Catra. Um, (laughs) Always Catra. Yes, always Catra. It's like, God, if you talked about your feelings, you wouldn't have this problem. I know. Um, what
1: is people in TV shows not talking about their feelings?
0: <laughs> uh, they learn from the Winchesters, clearly. Feelings yeah. are never fun. <laughs> right. Uh, That's true. And people uh, sometimes ship uh, Scorpia with, in addition to sh- shipping her with Catra, they also ship her with Perfuma because both Scorpia and Perfuma in the last season go through a big change where both of them are not feeling confident about their ability mm-hmm. to control their powers or be who they need to be to help defeat uh, the horde, and they kind of lean on each other and become each other's like source of inspiration, like the little cheerleader that everybody has. Everybody has that one friend and who's like, you know, I believe in you. You can do this. And yeah. they are that person for
1: each other, and it's it's yes. really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's also an amazing singer. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah.
1: She has a great voice.
0: Yes. I love her so much.
2: She's awesome. I'd say, Sarah, you're like 95% Scorpia and like 5% Frosta. (laughs) That's
0: kind of (laughs) accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is so true. Yeah. Or alternatively, a hundred percent Kyle.
1: True. No, that's your best friend.
0: You can't be both. <laughs> I can't be Kyle and have a best friend, Kyle. Okay. No, you cannot. No. Okay, I'll be Scorpio. <laughs> Take what we gave you. Well, what River gave you. Yes, I will. I mean, it goes right along with my Aziraphale bits. So yes. true. I, I mean, true. It, it, I, I, I am that awful. Person. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> But we love you for it. So it's all good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So next up, we have Natasha, Spinnerella, and Castispella. Castispella mm-hmm. is King Micah's sister. We kind of mm-hmm. figure out her backstory a little bit. Like, what is it? Like season
0: two, three? Yeah, two or three. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. You know. And it- she's the head sorceress at the, oh, it starts with an M, the Flying Secret Island. Ah <laughs> uh, Moldor. The what? Moldor. Wait. No. Isn't that Lord of the Rings? No. <laughs> no, you, no, Scully. Let's and it's not Madripoor either. So like Minnesota. No. <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis I mean Minnesota. I know that Mara put us into a pocket with no nothing else in outer space but minnesota Minneapolis. is not <laughs> it like i'm gonna have to
1: yeah google it I, I am it.
0: doing that
1: uh, well revert keeps talking about her part
0: i am mr core <laughs>
3: See? See? so
0: close to minnesota not <laughs> even totally partially close to Minneapolis, Minnesota, <laughs> she is the head sorceress for the kingdom of Mysticore. She is oh, the Mighty Glimmer's Ducks are from there. The, yeah, what do the Mighty Ducks have to do with the princesses of power? I ask you. Yes, yeah, she is. She's Glimmer's aunt, Queen Angela's sister-in-law, Micah's younger sister. Yes, mm-hmm. okay.
2: and then we have Natasha and Spinnerella who are both married to each other, um, which is another like, great- don't you get it
0: my finger
3: nets
1: <laughs> from nets like yes. <laughs> yes oh one thing i forgot to um, add for scorpia while i was reading stuff yesterday I, I read this part that said that showed a picture that scorpia had two mothers they there's a little frame in her room or when she remembers her room and there and she's as a baby and then she had in her both her moms Aww. which i thought was pretty cool that oh, she yeah. is the way she is because she was raised by her two mothers.
0: Aww. Oh I, you can't you can't just toss something out like that, not warning. Right? Okay.
1: <laughs> warning, warning, warning. Cute overload. <laughs> Cuteness overload. Oh
0: goodness.
1: Aww. Yeah. It, I think it was it was really, really cute to see that bit that I didn't pick up when I watched the series. And now Sarah's about to cry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna be okay. Are, are you okay over there, Sarah? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm all right. I'm okay. Right. Okay. Um finally we come to the horde side of things. Um but they don't have cookies. Um horse. No. no this, is. this 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 is the food all over again. I swear to god. It, it is the <laughs> okay. Let's go on the horse side of things. Come on. Oh go. my god. Prime one? What you saying? <laughs> that would sorry. be core prime actually Core prime because um, we're 12 okay. year old canceling yeah. here oh, oh yeah it's uh, <laughs> that i think 12 might be being generous true um yeah, sorry, okay people. so you have lord hordak who is inter- <laughs> all right, here we go again all righty okay i am going to be the adult again on this podcast <laughs> They, I never thought again that this would happen. Wow, alrighty. Uh, Lord Hordak is in charge of the Horde presence here on Etheria. He is a clone. Horde Prime is the head clone. Just stop laughing. Pull yourself together for the love of God. Um, He's out in space, Horde Prime. He doesn't come into play <laughs> until season five. Uh... So you spent most of the entire show thinking that Hordak is a total dick, uh, which he kind of is, but he gets along with Instrapta. And um, by the end of the series, you're like, no, I was wrong. Horde Prime is the dick. Uh, Lord Hordak is actually adorable, and he may have uh, developed. They they are both crying. They are laughing so hard. I do not know oh, where I went wrong. <throat> I <laughs> uh, this saying, is this is saying, okay. You're saying, listeners, <laughs> listeners, you don't understand the number of times in which I am not the one laughing and I am in total control of my faculties is usually zero. So, they will never know because I edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: you have to leave it in. Stop saying whore and dick. Then. No, <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Okay, um, I'm serious. Uh, well, now you're gonna say jerk.
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna just say why. Well, that totally does make me the Remus in this scenario. You two are absolutely out of control. Uh, Remus was the good boy; he got the badge. That is absolutely true. If I would be the prefect here. <laughs> okay, so are you going to be able to talk about Shadow Weaver without yes. laughing? Shadow Weaver. Also, I realized last night that because I was showing my best friend Kyle pictures of 80s Shadow Weaver and Catra, that Shadow Weaver, 80s Shadow Weaver has a cornucopia of her head. (laughs) Yes, she does. It doesn't look like a normal hood, it looks like a cornucopia or a shofar. Like, that's, it's- where she, that's where she keeps her tiny
3: food. Uh,
1: <laughs> Shadow Weaver is a skeleton in a cloak after going to extreme makeover.
0: <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> skeleton no,
1: cloak. I'm just going to warn our listeners that um, I will find skeleton and cloaks in every episode.
0: Yeah, um, sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although this time she kind of is. Yeah, she is. And when we talk about Harry Potter, I will have my crowning moment because what's a dementor? It's a skeleton in a cloak.
1: <laughs> well, I think she went to the show, Stream Makeover, and Stacy said uh that hat. Yeah, the yeah, cornucopia hat, the hat, gotta go.
0: Also, no yes. more floating. It's creeping the children out.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Like
0: walk <laughs> or glide along the ground like a normal ghoul ghost thing. Please, yes. Thank you. Um, she is a sorceress
1: who first trained Adora and Katra in the horde, but then wait, wait, against where them. Then? Where were
3: they
0: trained? In the horde. <laughs> no, the horde. Horda. She's cruel You're and manipulative. <laughs> I'm <In> the horde.
1: <laughs> She's cruel and manipulative, especially with Katra. She's a bitch when she was in the horde, <laughs> uh, and then horde. <laughs> she is the same way. Or Trying to manipulate Glimmer, Sparkles, when she <laughs>
0: turns to the other side. At the end. Because she's not really loyal to the Horde. She's loyal to whatever gets her the most power and she comes out on top.
1: Yes. At the and end. That we didn't see- make
0: you laugh? But every I try- but every <laughs> uh, but I say a word that sounds like whore, and you laugh. But I say that she comes out on top, and it's silence. And uh, I
1: don't understand. I'm, you I'm, try- I'm trying to regain my composure <laughs> at the by the end. She ends up sacrificing herself to save Katra and Adora.
0: And at Just the like end, Snape, she- one right thing
1: doesn't make you not a good person. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't think she redeemed herself, but it's the first time, Cool I think- story, still murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Cool motives, still murder. Thank you, Jake Peralta. Yes. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I think it's the first time, and I don't remember if she did this also in the 80s, because I don't think there was a chance for her to end up being a good person or doing one good thing. Um, mm-hmm. She takes off her mask before... She sacrificed herself.
0: Right. So that we can see her originally yeah. as light spinner from when she was originally teaching like that she's uh, her backstory is that she was originally part of the sorceress's guild in mm-hmm. Mystic She's the one that taught King Micah when he was. Young. Yeah.
1: But what surprised me, or at least maybe I wanted to see this is, is that she had feline features kind of like Katra. And was really surprising to me to see that because they might be of the same race, to say it in a way. And um, she
0: doesn't have fur though; she has hair, but she has similar pointy ears.
1: Yeah, and and um, this thing is yeah, thi- thi- yeah like the, the tea- incisors. There yeah. we go. Those i pointed people i pointed and she got it
0: <laughs> you're lucky because i took a stab in the dark because i was looking at the document so i didn't even have your video window pulled up i was just guessing <gasps>
1: you were not looking
0: at i me. can't look at both simultaneously unless you i could. open another window which didn't occur to me until now so i think maybe she felt a little
1: messed up mother instinct toward katra and adora and, and like I said, I was surprised to see that she had the same characteristics as Catra. Maybe they're from the same race or similar, but I thought that was very interesting about Shadow
0: Weaver. Ernacopia Head.
2: Next up, we have uh, Double Trouble, who is also another one of my favorite characters. Uh, he's, or they, I should say, are an exceptional performer and a professional shapeshifter. They work with Katra and Dora on the horn side. Sorry, I meant Catra on the horn side uh, for a bit and then switches over to the rebellion side. They seem to go wherever they see the most power and looks out for themselves. I really also enjoy, too, the fact that I believe it was Noelle that said that they were written as a
1: non-binary
0: character. Unless
2: that's something
1: that I... Believe I believe
0: you were correct co-runner Noel stevenson
1: yeah um it says i found out that yesterday reading i didn't know you could read that he he was <laughs> uh i can google too um he is a non-binary character he goes by the pronoun they and he says it in the in the show and it's i i love that it is just normal mm-hmm. and casual it's it's like you don't even think about yeah. it twice
0: they're more upset when their performance isn't convincing and they didn't sound whiny enough in their own yeah. mind than what they actually look like yes
1: well the character that voiced uh, double trouble the character the character that voiced <laughs> i wrote the character is also voiced and I, th- I was trying to read it another way and okay so person that voiced double trouble his name is Jacob Tobiah, and he's actually a non-binary person. So it is another point
0: right. for She-Ra for casting appropriate people to play appropriate roles.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's also very important for children to see yes. non-binary characters and characters of different sexualities included and respected. Mm-hmm. So I think that was that was amazing of this character. Yes. Oh, also, also, whenever you say double trouble, I think about, um, Pokemon, bad guys. Yeah,
0: Jesse. And and make a double. right. And and meow. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I know where you're going going with this. This
0: It's Team Rocket. I, hello.
1: Last of again. And that is the end of all the, all the characters that, um, we just want to review. So thank you for listening to us. This is where we finish our episode. I mean, it might be. Are we going to split on? No. Why? Okay. Then I wasn't sure.
0: I wasn't sure. I was like, we're at an hour 12. Like, <laughs> No, we can keep
1: going. Okay. Oh. To the prom. Yeah.
0: You're- <laughs> okay. Um, I had a segue into this and you just like totally threw me Sorry. off track. Uh, princess prom! Uh, <laughs> so everybody loves princess prom, because it very rarely happens and it's one night where all people from all of the different kingdoms are invited hosted by a different kingdom every year no weapons allowed this is a time of peace and truce yeah like sure i said like a liar <laughs> <laughs> the time we see it it is hosted by uh Frosta in the kingdom of, of Snows Snows yes yes that's the name of her kingdom Snows and there's this hilarious montage in that episode of glimmer playing dress up with adora and adora's like just trying to learn like all the things about the protocols of how to greet the hostess mm-hmm. and stuff and she keeps like she's like half-dressed in workout clothes, wandered back over to the board to read something, yeah. puts her in a dress and, and and ties her hair up with a pin, and Adora pulls the pin out and uses it to put something on the cork board. Like, <laughs> She's like, I do not care about any of this. Meanwhile, Scorpia looks totally bitchin' because oh, she's, she's a princess, and Catra's like, what? She's like, well, yeah, uh, hello. I got an invite. Uh, and she's like, well... We should crash that party. And Scorpio's like, well, we don't have to. I have an invite. You can be my plus one. So we get Katra in a totally bitchin' suit with, uh, yes. with uh, n- a snazzy pink shirt. And uh, her standard fingerless gloves. And a bow tie, because bow ties are cool. Mm-hmm. And a bow tie. Bow ties are cool. That is correct. Oh, it's so, so cool. It's so- I actually have a princess prom uh, chibi pin of uh, Katra and Adora dancing together. But the entire episode is Adora convinced that Katra is up to something. And Catra's like, hey, I was just brought here as a plus one. I am totally not up to something. And my pants are absolutely not on fire as I say this. And uh, I'm really just here to taunt you, Adora, because that's what I do for fun. Yes, this is,
1: I think it is the first time, even though we kind of guess it, this is the first time that we see some type of relationship. Oh, definitely. when they start dancing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, or maybe this is what cements that idea that they are more than just
2: friends.
0: Or there was a wish to be more than just friends. Yes. Before Adora left the Horde, correct?
2: Especially when they're trying to do the whole jealousy thing.
0: Yeah. Yes. And, and Because... Glimmer is jealous that Bo isn't going with her this year. Bo is going with Perfuma. And Glimmer is fighting with her own self-doubt that things are going to be different now. Where And so they all go to Princess Prom. She goes, uh, Adora goes as Glimmer's date. And then you just get, hey, Adora. And she's like, Catra! Oh, my God! Uh, the Princess of the land of snows she's here to like sabotage everything and she's like uh i was invited i am princess scorpia's plus one and frost is like keep your fighting shit out of this dance hall tonight like this is (laughs) we are here to have food and dance and you are not gonna ruin my fucking party i am 10 years old like it has a high temperature yes that's correct she's like i will drop your ass out of my kingdom, like it has a high temperature if you wreck this party. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she does. She actually uh like kicks Adora out of the party later. And it's really adorable the uh interaction between Glimmer and like Adora, because Adora's focused on Katra, Catra's or Glimmer's focused on Bo. Uh and Trapped is seeing this whole thing as a social experiment to watch like animals in the wild from high up <laughs> cuz she's a princess so she got an invite too. Yeah. She's just like, "Oh, look at them all." And she has her little tape recorder and she's like, <sighs> "So they're they're all congregating. And is that tiny food I see?" And then like then just <laughs>
1: Oh, her voice is amazing.
0: I find myself doing the Instagram reels and then sometimes I'll have to I'll like play it before I Put stuff in, I'm like, oh my god, that sounded so much like Entrapta. I need to re record that. Like, I there was one I did that wasn't a reel for the pod but was for something else. And I was talking about a sticker book I had bought, and I was like, oh my god, it is so cool! It's static cling, you guys. And like, when I listen to my voice recorded, it, to me, it sounds about half an octave higher than I hear it coming out of my head. Uh, so <laughs> I was listening to it and I was like, oh my God, I sound like Entrapta. Like,
3: <laughs> yes. Yes, like it
0: is the coolest thing. Oh my goodness. Look at this science. <laughs> like, just, I, I, I mean, it's, it's there. All the excitement yep. and the, it, 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 it yes. runs away with me. So princess prom, it was yes. gay as fuck and cute as Yes. Fuck. Yes. yes.
1: yes. It was. It was amazing. Although, I don't remember much of the tips.
0: You're,
2: you're not the only
0: <laughs> one. Like
1: 1-9. 1-9. Yeah, I don't remember much of it. It was the first time, I think, uh, did we see it when I was over at your house making dinner? Yes.
0: Yes, Princess Prom, yeah.
1: And my mind, my old mind doesn't go back that much. So, it escaped me completely.
0: If you knew it was here on the list, then why didn't you watch it?
1: Because I didn't have time.
0: <laughs> okay, I accept that. The th-
1: I think w- the the main thing that moves the plot along it's actually the Katra Dora Katra and Adora relationship. It really is. It's it's essential to the plot and it's also essential to both characters' development throughout the series. When I was I was I was reading stuff because I could read. Um, <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember any other main show characters. In a queer relationship, for for a show aimed to such young audiences, I can't think of one that makes it so normal. Um, and and I hate to say this because it seems like it is not normal, and finally we make it normal. But unfortunately, many many people see it that way, and it. I think it is it is great that um, young audiences can see it and not think that that is not. Normal or accepted.
0: Right. Like Natasha and Spinnerella are uh, at every Princess Alliance meeting sitting together holding hands and nobody gives it a second thought. Exactly. It's like, oh, they're two women. They're in love. Okay. Are they paying attention to what's being said at the meeting? That's what's important. And each of them plays it off like it's nothing. Like mm-hmm. the one, one of the times that Catra gets kidnapped by the horde and brought back to the Fright Zone, which is where the main horde base is and in the fright zone, which I always liked the sound of that sound is really mm-hmm. awesome as a name for a place. The fright zone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it looks like an industrial wasteland filled with toxic mm-hmm. sludge. Like it's exactly what I would picture. Yeah. Um, that partially runs on steam power. I don't know, but like that's the impression I get. Uh, mm-hmm. But so all the princesses are trying to escape from the fright zone, and the horde has Adora's sword, and they go to leave and they get stopped by Katra. And Katra has the sword and just kind of tosses it to Adora and is like here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And Adora's like, I don't understand. And she's like, It's not because I like you or anything. Uh, it's just because I want I want you out of here. And I don't want you, you're ruining everything again, everything I've built here. She said, like a liar, Um, because (laughs) she's totally in love with Adora. And I, at this point, I don't think Catra, Catra still believes in the Horde and wants the Horde to win. Mm -hmm. But if she had to pick the Horde or Adora, it's Adora every time. Yes. Yeah. And that's what moves her. They're the Aziraphale and Crowley of the story.
1: Yes, they are. But I think. They are such deniers of what they feel. Oh, of course they are. Especially Adora. But Katra, I think she knows what she feels, but she's not sure that it's going to be reciprocated on the other side. So it is hard for her to tell her, look, I like you just in case she doesn't want to lose the friendship. Well, I mean, look at at
0: how Shadow Weaver raised her. Everything she did and said was never good enough. Why? Mm -hmm. To her... To have the risk of those things that she can't stand to hear being said to her by the person that's most important to her, she'd mm-hmm. rather not say anything at all.
1: Yeah. Or, and not lose the little bit. Because you don't know when you declare your love for to someone. You don't know if you don't know how they feel. Sometimes you don't want to um, risk don't your not- friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to risk thinking. what you have. Yeah. For something that you don't know or not sure that it may happen.
0: Right. It's like, I'd rather love you from afar <laughs> than have the chance of you saying, I don't love you back.
1: And brewing the little things that we have. And this is what takes us to the ending. Oh, my God. Um, you mean
0: the episode that I
1: sobbed the whole way through? And I didn't cry because my... You uh, have no soul. I have no heart. My heart is made of stone and eyes.
2: You're not the only one who didn't cry, Sully.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. Sorry, I, guys,
2: surrounded by zombies.
1: I mean, I <laughs> I, I really value, I, it was an amazing ending. Um, I valued everything that stands for, and I like it. But maybe I was not in the right mindset to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other parts in the show that I have cried. And I think, especially when um, Glimmers. Queen Angela. Queen Angela. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, sob there too.
1: Same she when she dies, um it was the the point that I cried a lot, or the most that I remember, and and I think it's why beca- it's because it hits me really deeply because still getting over uh, my dad passing, he, who was my best friend, so it is I think I was in a different set mindset to when I watched the ending okay,
0: um, that makes that's sense.
1: why I didn't cry, although you both wanted me to cry.
0: Well, it would have made me feel better about myself. I wanted
2: you to cry because I couldn't cry.
1: You see, I I was I felt wrong because you both said, "Oh, you're gonna cry, you're gonna cry." That when I didn't cry, I felt wrong, like I oh, let no. you both
0: down because I couldn't cry. Like, no, you didn't let us down. Like it's just that Adora, they fought through everything, and Adora is basically dying at this point, and. She basically has the option to just like stay unconscious and like let this part of Etheria take her over and just say, that's it. I'm done. I'm giving up. Mm -hmm. And Catra is there with her and is like, I, please, you have to wake up. You can't give up. You've never given up on anything in your life. Not even on me. And so don't you dare start now. And Adora is like, it's too late. I failed and adora like starts to like fall mm-hmm. literally fall like through a hole as like the ground and the planet is starting to like evaporate around them because the heart of Ethereum is taking over Katra and catra grabs adora's hand and is like i've got you and i'm not letting go and she keeps trying to get Adora to focus because she's, like, losing consciousness. She's, she's like, not really in control of her faculties. And she's like, don't you get it? I love you. I always have. So please, just this once, stay with me. Stay. And that's when the heart, like, starts flickering. And Adora opens her eyes and is like, you love me? And Catra's like, you're such an idiot.
3: And. <laughs> exactly.
0: Adora's like typical catcher response. And Adora says, I love you too. And they kiss. And that's what kicks the She-Ra program back into gear because she doesn't have the sword anymore and couldn't access Mm -hmm. her She-Ra powers because she couldn't figure out that the key to the whole thing was love. Love trumps all. To let herself feel. That's right. That love is the most powerful weapon in the world. And that it can overcome anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I sobbed like a crazy person. And it was beautiful. And it leads right into our first conversation topic. Um, Mm -hmm. The absolutely stellar representation in this show. I'm talking about sexuality, Mm -hmm. gender identity, physical body type, uh, race or ethnicity. If you want to use those terms to talk about like, skin color of cartoon mm-hmm. characters. All of these things are either discussed or covered, shown explicitly mm-hmm. or non-explicitly. Like, Spinnerella and Natasa are married and you don't find out that they're married until, like, one of the very last episodes. And it's just mm-hmm. that in the middle of them having a conversation saying, look, you know, whatever happens, you will always be my wife and I will always love you. And mm-hmm. to see the different body types like Perfuma who's tall and skinny and blonde. And then you have Glimmer who ends up becoming queen who's short and curvy and is Mm -hmm. everything your stereotypical popular person on television does not look like. And yet Mm -hmm. she's the kindest. Mm -hmm. She's good. She stands for all of these wonderful things you have um, Catra and Adora who have been wrestling with who they are both in sexuality and what they stand for in general re like the horde or the princess alliance this entire time, everything gets touched upon in ways where it's not like an after-school special where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. today we will talk about gay people. Like, no, it's just, here are two women. They are in love. Love Trump's, evil every time the end like that's all it takes i also um really like first of all because this is
1: a show aimed to young audiences and to make it normal to me for me it's it's amazing that they can see these representations and they can see each other in the characters
0: it's just as normal for them uh, for spinnerella and Natasha to be married and fight side by side and no one blink an eye as it is for mm-hmm. the members of the Horde squad to be Kyle, a white boy Kyle, Lonnie is an African-American girl and Rogelio who is a lizard. Like, yes. it is, they're looked <laughs> yeah. at with equal normalcy. Like, neither yes. of them make you bat an eye. It's just, yes. this is something you accept. It mm-hmm. is normal. Yes.
1: Yes. And, one of the things that I was re- what all I was reading, um, I don't remember the pages. I read a lot of things, and I went down a rabbit hole of discussion panels. I didn't even know that there were papers written about the implications of the normalcy of um, LGBTQ plus. Am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. Representation in Shira, which to me was, That's re- re- was really surprising that this was studied or talked to the point to you know have papers written. That's about a paper it. I'd want to read. Yes, um, and half of it was in Portuguese, so I didn't. Oh, at all, I have to say, but um, I mean, I'm sure I one of it could be translated. Yeah, one of the things that I found out, uh, which was very surprising to me, is that in this show, I think it was one of the first shows that gave the same amount of screen time and romantic moments to same sex couples as heterosexual couples.
0: Really? If not more so to same-sex couples. That was, I, I didn't know about it. And
1: uh, I like to, you know, everything that it, it comes in the production side, I love to hear about it. And this was surprising most of the times. Either the full-body per- person, the people, people from other races or other, you know, different sexualities are always the side character mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. comic character. They're there for comedy or for...
0: And or they get killed off.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So it it's it's very empowering for everybody to see, especially for young kids, to see this is normal. This is beautiful. Love is love. It doesn't matter your sexuality, gender, identity, or body types.
2: I also, too, wanted to say, like... Being an LGBT person myself, I wish that there was more of this representation when I was a kid. Because we yes. don't see that a lot. And it would have made things a lot less. That would have been really
1: nice. That's true. Yeah, you could have have something in common with something. Yeah. Like I was, I grew up with the with the 80s Shira. I'm so sorry for you. Where everyone so everyone was like <laughs> super, super skinny. Everybody was beautiful, long hairs, and, and it, it was it was an ideal that
0: seriously, Scorpia, 80s Scorpio is like a toothpick.
1: Mm-hmm. So it was an impossible idea that you grew up with that you either have to be that and that's what what's accepted, and heterosexual was was the norm. Everything else was kind of like, hey, don't don't do that, don't be that, or is that something that you have to fix? And for them to show it. To people of such um, young age that this is, and I hate to say it again, it's okay because it's not what it's supposed to be. But this is normal. It's beautiful. You get to be anything you want. um, And they will love you for it. I think it's a very... Powerful mm-hmm. message to send them. One of the other things that I also read that I wanted, I think this is from uh, Um They said they included characters like Scorpia and Huntara. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, Huntara,
0: who is voiced who by S- Gina Davis.
1: Also, the person that that the actress that voiced Scorpia. It's amazing. I love her so much. Loreen Ash, amazing. Um, so they said include characters like Scorpia and Huntara, who are strong and possibly more butch that the normal. Princess, mm-hmm. and that is okay too. You don't have to be you. Mm-hmm. You have to be you. You don't
0: have right. To- and Scorpio looks like she's this butch buff person when really she is the kindest, gentlest person. Yeah, you will come across, and you have like compared to Katra, who looks like normal human sized and calm, and is the one who flies off the handle all the time. So yes. it's you can't judge a book by its cover.
1: Yes, it is so important to show kids that you can express your gender in any way and it is okay, it's normal, and we love you for it. Also, it says that you have characters like Adora, who is quite strong, but is not the stereotype female hero. Like, she's a normal teenager. She's not... She doesn't have any exceptional characteristics except for
0: her flowing hair and sword. Right, and... She has great big glaring flaws, like yes. Whenever Katra comes into play, reason goes out the window. She has a blind spot the size of a football field. Like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. She's not. She's not perfect. She's far yes. from perfect. She's everybody is just really trying their best.
1: Yes. Um, and then the only other thing I want to point out is that Bo. Beau- is one of our main male characters. And he's not hyper-masculine either. Like, he's, he likes crop tops. He's, uh, you know, he the colors he wears. I know, but he's <laughs> not like, you know, boys need to wear blue and play with guns and swords.
0: No, he um, wears a white shirt with a giant red heart on it and a matching red heart on his boots. So it is it's amazing
1: pretty. to show boys... That also you can be whatever you like. You can dress however you like Mm -hmm. and you will be loved. And, you know.
0: Right. And look at Bo's dads. You you can just because they're gay doesn't mean they have to be flamboyant or stupid or any of that. No, they're smart and they're resourceful and Mm -hmm. they're not. They each have their own distinct personality. And they're more upset that Bo couldn't find it in himself to be honest with them about not wanting to be a historian than anything Mm -hmm. else.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Another thing I want to bring up uh, about the personal strength in Mm -hmm. a character. And, I mean, we see this across uh, She-Ra. We see this in, I mean, Albus Dumbledore said it very well. It takes... Great strength to stand up to your enemies but even more so to stand up to your friends to be Mm -hmm. strong for yourself is an extremely difficult thing to do and I think She-Ra absolutely killed it on this point when Mm -hmm. it came to Scorpio flipping sides she had Mm -hmm. to say to herself I'm I'm trying to be friends with Catcher, and I keep getting shot down and she keeps bad mouthing me and belittling me. At what point do I need to leave for my own well-being, mental and physical, et cetera, because my friend isn't being a good friend to me? Like, at what point do yeah. I have to say, look, no matter how much I want this, I can't make it happen and I have to accept that. Yeah. And I need to do what I what is best for me. And in this case, for Scorpio, it's walking away, and mm-hmm. that hurts. Of course, it does. Because she was—I don't think she noticed it—but she
1: was in a toxic friendship. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. with Catra, where she gave so much of herself, and she got shut down time and time again. And again, it's—it is great that um, this is shown to such. Young audiences that they can see that when we talk about toxic relationships or emotional abuse, it can also be as trivial or as small as a friend shutting you down over and over and over again um, and making you feel bad. And it takes a lot of courage to it took so much
0: courage for Scorpio to say, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. This is not healthy for me. I love Katra as a friend, maybe as more, we don't really know, but the way I am being treated is not okay and I need to remove myself from this situation. Okay. And, but at the same time, the show did an equally amazing way of showing that life is messy, emotions are messy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there is never a point where people is, somebody is beyond saving or redemption. But in order to get there, the first person to realize you're not okay has to be you. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes you completely falling apart and hitting rock bottom to realize, wow, everything is out of control and I need to change. Like Catra spent this entire time thinking, okay, the more power I gain, I will get back Adora and I will be better and i will feel better and i will be happier and then it got to i now have power i still don't have adora i'm miserable now my i have power and i'm respected within the horde and everyone's afraid of me which i always wanted that because i'm powerful and i i'm the leader and yet i am miserable like mm-hmm. where did i go wrong and yeah. She, you especially see this, it's beautifully played out in season five. There's this nice interaction between Katra and Glimmer, where she's mm-hmm. basically like, because Glimmer's a prisoner on Horde Prime ship, and Katra is on Horde Prime Ship. That she's like, Look, you know, I I'll break you out, but I'm not coming with you. Because she doesn't believe she deserves to be saved. Mm-hmm. She doesn't believe that she has earned that redemption. She thinks that, look, you know, I fucked up one too many times. The last, I want to be remembered for getting Glimmer or for getting Adora's best friend back to her. This is what's important, not me. And of course, as soon as Glimmer gets back, Adora's like, like hell are we leaving her there? We're going to get her. And it was very interesting to see that relationship turned on its head in the last episode where. We've spent the entire show with Adora trying to convince Catra that she's good, that Mm -hmm. she's worth saving. And then to have Catra be the one to save Adora and say, look, I love you for who you are. You can't give up. Like to have the cheerleading role reversed and Mm -hmm. have Adora being the one questioning her worthiness. Just the redemption arcs throughout season five were just phenomenal and the way especially with Katra's redemption arc was portrayed that she had to completely completely fall apart mm-hmm. in order to build herself back up and that's very realistic yes it's that not is- you can't wrap things up in a nice neat little bow sometimes you've sometimes you've gone so far that you realize you're alone and i've got to rely on myself to fix things for a while and what i wanted I got, and I shouldn't have wanted it in the first place, but I didn't know that.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'd also like to make a point too, that it it doesn't happen just once in your lifetime. It happens multiple times in your life. So that when you can grow and make these changes for yourself, um, so that it's not just like.
0: Right. The whole bottom line of this show is be, accept who you are. Except that that person is a great person to be. And just whatever you decide to do in your life from day to day as a big goal, just never stop trying. As long as you're trying, that's all that matters. Again, mm-hmm. I'm going to
1: say it again because I think it's it's amazing that um, kids who watch this show can relate to characters that don't know what they're feeling that they're they're very immature in their emotions but they are finding themselves they find their voice they find their way to create great and true friendships and that they can change and that um if you if you mess up
0: That's okay. That's life.
1: That's okay. They're going to, your friends are going to still be there for you. And even if you mess up and your friends abandon you, you can find your way back. It's not. Mm
0: -hmm. There is no rule book for life. You have to find out by stumbling. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they did a really great job of showing that, that look, even as adults, like we still don't know what's going on and we're still Mm -hmm. figuring it out as we go. And there's yeah. no straight line path to mm-hmm. doing the right thing all the time. Like, you just have to try your best and be true to who you want to be. And yeah. that's the
1: goal. Never stop trying. Just mm-hmm. keep going. You can be better. You are who you are. And your friends will love you for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So.
1: Now we're going to have fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you say that like we weren't having fun. Although it it did sound like it ended on a very somber note, yeah, it it's it's amazing. (laughs) It is because you're right. I mean, when you think about cartoons growing up, everybody Mm -hmm. was very sure of themselves. There was never there was never questioning, and like when things went wrong, there was a set way to fix things, and then everything was okay. Everyone was everyone was brave. By the end of like an episode, everything was fine. The majority of season four and season five is people making decisions that go against the, their friends' decisions and not getting along and finding mm-hmm. your way back to common yep. ground. Like, yep. this was not, they took a giant problem and said, look, we're not going to make it anything less than it is. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say, oh, you can solve this in another episode or two. No, we. this has to be stretched out because this is a big problem that you can't just wrap up mm-hmm. in a bow and fix. Wrap up in a bow. <laughs> yeah and i was (laughs) gonna talk about bow now what what if you put bow in a bow
1: yeah (laughs) um (laughs) when bow ends up mad at glimmer um you can because when she goes i think season five when she goes um and gets trapped and all that um because she doesn't She's very selfish and she doesn't uh, talk to her friends or tell her friends what she's doing. He is mad and he's mad for a while. And when they come back and they rescue her, he's still mad. But in a way, he says, I still love you. I still want to be your friend. I'm upset. Just let me work through it. Right. And be patient. And that I I will still back you, but I need time to
0: work through these feelings.
1: Yeah. And that is one of the other Mm -hmm. great lessons that kids, you know, for kids, like we are mad. It doesn't mean that we're not friends anymore. We just need to work through it. And sometimes one or the other needs some space. Just respect that, knowing that I still love you. And, you know, we're going to be friends again.
0: Right. And the more I think about it, the more unique I think this is when it comes Mm -hmm. to especially cartoons. It's so rare to see something like this discussed. And like, if you think about the time from like mid season four, when Adora and Bo are like, "Okay, we're going to go to Beast Island. We need to rescue Entrapped and Glimmer's like you're not going. It Mm -hmm. takes until like near the end of season five for them to all be back on the same page again and yeah. to have forgiven each other. It takes the length of almost a whole season for them yeah. to work that out. That's mm-hmm. very true to real life. It's not yeah. just, okay, two episodes down the line, everything's hunky dory and we're all great. Like, no, this was betrayal and, from yes. both sides and both sides need to work through that. So, so now we're going to have fun. Yes. Now we're going to have fun. Uh, fun with friends uh well that was yay fun um okay so uh if you
2: fun with friends yes uh i was channeling my inner mermista
0: i I was picturing chris traeger from that one episode of parks and rec where he's like diabetes (laughs) my god um, okay, if you were a princess of Etheria, what would your princess power be? Anyone' Mopping's power. Will be- <laughs> I thought you were going to say mopping, and I was like, mopping. I was like, that's a terrible <laughs> <power."> ironing, <laughs> cooking. No, I think. I mean,
1: I always love flying. I think flying in some way. Will be my power. Um, If I have to that pick it from. The- that was your superpower when I asked you. I know. That, that, like- I love flying. Have you? Can you tell? Yes. Funny. Um, you just make we- yourself into an airplane then. I know. I wish I could. No, feathers. Better. Okay. Uh, maybe I can be Swift twin. <laughs>
2: doesn't have feathers. I can see him being Swift Wind. He has
1: wings and he can fly. I have a horn already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if I have to pick one of the. uh powers the prince of the princess that we know i will pick uh mermista's power anything that has to be with do with water i'll be happy okay also i love that when she is all sad they put her in the bathtub and she's like uh," (laughs) in
2: the bathtub (laughs) she is right
1: so
0: amazing river what about you
2: i would have to say that mine would probably be teleportation and or spell work I always like the idea of with teleportation to be able to go from one place to another in like a split second. Yeah. Because that would be awesome to see all my friends in different parts of the world. So
1: you want to do what I do, but faster. Yeah. I enjoy the ride. You just want to get
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then like in my head, I'm always going to be worrying about like, when it, what's the weather going to be like? How am I going to be feeling? All that kind of stuff. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, true. So.
1: True, true, true. Sarah, what would your superpower be, or princess power? I do
0: not have a good answer. Um, I really Three, don't. I do two. like Glimmer's ability to um, to like channel energy, and mm-hmm. whether that's in the form of like the creation of something or using it offensively or defensively. I don't know, when it comes to, like, the princess, mm-hmm. like, that you're most like, I don't really feel like I relate much to anybody other than Scorpia or Bo, both of which are non-magical. So, I don't know, I'm usually, when it comes to a group of friends, I'm usually, I feel like I'm the mom friend. I'm the, yeah. the I'm, I don't want to say... Whoa. Maybe what? your princess power is friendship. Friendship. <laughs> I mean, I am Twilight Sparkle, so that does track. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, look at me, at Aziraphale, Twilight Sparkle. Yeah, at,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. If you could cosplay any character, who would you pick and why? Um, I will pick Glimmer. I've actually thought about it. I because I just love purple. Um, her hair—it's amazing. I don't know. There's something about her that um, says cute and badass at the same time.
2: I can see that. I would say mine would have to be either Catra or Entrapta because of their hair. <laughs> like, I just love. Now,
1: eight, 80s Catra? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> she had beautiful this hair. Is... The, the beautiful black hair was amazing.
2: <laughs> this is current day, and but.
1: Her
0: outfit was.
2: Mm-hmm. Between the two, I would probably mm-hmm. pick Entrapta the most to cosplay as because um, I feel like it can pull yeah. off her personality a little bit better. Yes, yeah.
1: I can totally see you as Entrapta.
0: <laughs> How about you, Sarah? I have to go with Katra because she's the one that's the most unlike me, and I think it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, eighties Katra? No, not eighties Catra <laughs> Also, and I mean like. I've thought about also like Adora with her regular like horde outfit and red jacket. And Mm -hmm. um, because that just seems fun as well. And you know who actually would be real fun? I I am changing my answer. My final answer is Seahawk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I said Glimmer, but I know I'm going to end up being (laughs) Madame (laughs) Rass.
0: That's true. That's true. That's
1: true. That is true. Yes.
0: No. I'm changing my answer. I wanna. I wanna be uh, a Seahawk. Adventure. Adventure. (laughs) Yes. Um. Who is your favorite character, and why is it scorpia
1: Of course.
0: (laughs) I mean, she's scorpia Is so huggable. I know.
1: You just (laughs) not not like her. Exactly. And that image that I, that I said when she has a portrait with the two moms. Yeah. She has this stuffed scorpion. Oh, next my to God. It. it is like, a, you know, those huggable things. Yeah. It's like that, but a scorpion. Oh, my God. She, I mean, Aww. yeah, she is the best. It should be called Scorpion, the princess's power. <laughs> <laughs> it totally should. Yeah. I mean. She is badass. She she has an amazing personality. She's funny. She's everything. I love her. <laughs> yes, we love her. Okay, other than Scorpia, who is your favorite
2: character? <laughs> and why? Other
1: Scorpia? than Scorpia. <laughs> um, I have to say Marmista. I I I'm not like her at all, but I would love to be like her. Like oh...
3: Yeah, like she'd be fun
0: to. She's another one that would be fun to cosplay. To just be like to take a day to step outside yourself and just be like, "That's great" or whatever.
1: Yeah, not that anybody cares. I love her the most. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wish I was she, and she was me.
0: (laughs) You wish you were married to Seahawk? Yes, I've been. I kind of have a You kind of do. I kind of have a seahawk. (laughs) After the sentence left my mouth, I was like, well, that's actually not far off the mark. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh,
1: you had to. uh, Yesterday, we were um, watching Winter Soldier. Okay. And the Falcon. Yeah. We made it to the first two. Okay. I'm caught up through all five of the six that have.
0: Um, There will be six total. Five have
1: aired so far. Okay, so he he my husband he um was imitating me because he said, "How can you not remember this?" So he was and I, and I know listeners can't see it, but he was like, "I watch all the Marvel movies. I watch all the Marvel." And I'm like, "Seriously? I don't watch the Marvel movies typing."
0: Um, excuse <laughs> me, he doesn't know the difference between Harry Potter and Voldemort, or sorry, Dumbledore no, and Voldemort, which yeah. is even worse. So yes. check yourself.
1: I know, I know, but you know, yeah, so I'll be Marmista.
0: Well, and I know River's answer, River's answer is going to be Entrapta.
2: (laughs) Well, I thought about that, but then I'm like, there's so many good characters that I just want to favorite them all. Can I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Or do I have to pick one?
0: It's O three. you have already left Kudos here. I'm like, but I want to do it again. Leave me alone. (laughs) We will let you, you're <laughs> you yes. can be your guest. Yes. Whatever you okay. want. Okay. But our service but if I had
2: to guests. pick, it would probably be
1: interrupto. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, I
0: yeah. Um, I mean, so cool. Try the gray stuff; it's delicious, especially when it's tiny.
1: Um, that's, an, <laughs>
0: that's another thing
1: that um I, I I forgot to mention, but it's it's amazing that you have like the nerdy person that it's okay, and she's cool, and so yes. many kids hook yeah.
0: up to that. Mhm. Hey, yeah, uh, to quote uh, me. Well, yes, you loved it. We know. <laughs> um, to quote Alec Hardison from *Leverage*: "Age of the Geek, baby. It's that's cool. We're yes. cool, all right. Yes. And yeah. don't let anybody tell you that being smart isn't cool. Like yes. that shit needs to be shut down right now." Like, Mm -hmm. being smart is awesome. Being quirky is amazing. Being yourself Mm -hmm. is the best thing you can be. Don't let anybody try and morph you into somebody you don't want to be.
1: So which one was your favorite character?
0: Uh, Scorpio. Honorable mention to Emily. Um, Because I do have, uh, canonically across uh, different shows and movies and things have a lot of feelings about robots. Um I think my favorite other than Scorpia, it might actually be Mermista. See? I know cuz she's so cool. She is. But she's she amazing. she also manages to go through that. Although I relate highly to Glimmer as well with the like I don't I have all this responsibility and I don't know what to do with it. And I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm set out to be this, this leader that everyone's making me out to be. And, but Mermista is just hilarious. And she, she, even when things go wrong, she's like, okay, I'm going to own it. Things went wrong. I'll do it the next time. And yet she's able to nerd out over books and, yes. uh, mm-hmm. and like just sulk in a bathtub and be like, fine. <laughs> oh, like not that anybody cares. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes uh, I wish I had that power to just not care. Like, I know. Same. I mean, I don't know I mean, how to she- turn my caring switch off. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can. I, I don't
1: think yeah. She can't neither. But yeah. she pushes it down. Like, she cares, but she will not tell to you. She pretends she doesn't care, but she really cares a lot. She does.
0: Whereas I can't even successfully pull off pretending to not care
1: <laughs> okay so which one
0: is your favorite
1: moment or a moment that inspire you can we pick one are we sure we can pick one
2: I'm gonna have to go off my second part uh, from the favorite characters and just say all of it because there wasn't one that I <laughs> can pick <laughs> Yeah, there, there, I, I don't think there is like a
1: specific Specific moment well yeah.
0: one of my favorite episodes comes from i think the second season where they're trying to take this this stronghold from the horde and um and scorpia and they're laying out the details as if it was a D game mm-hmm. and yeah yeah <laughs> little Wooden figure of Bo keeps getting killed in every possible plot. <laughs> and it, you get to see 80s uh catcher in that one too.
3: Mm-hmm, um,
0: yeah. and mm-hmm. so I mean that's one of my favorite moments because you get that's that's the episode that you get, well, I could be Sira. And yeah. it's like, well, no, you can and it's like, fine. Well, if I don't want to be this, I don't have a little figure, I want to be this knife. Like <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't perfuma be the perfume bottle fine I didn't have enough time to make all the wooden figures for all of you um <laughs> but I really think learning I mean it always comes back to Scorpia with me having to learn that it's okay to walk away and then mm-hmm. her slowly gaining trust with the other princesses with like first with perfuma then with Frosta and then But just, I mean, this, you're right. The whole thing is just so well written and so well put together and made me cry on several occasions and just, like, but if I had to pick an encapsulated absolute favorite moment, it would be the flash to the future that we get in the last episode inside a door's head. Everyone is happy. Everyone Mm -hmm. is together. And... Everything's okay, and and I think that's the end lesson that it. Mm-hmm. In the end, everything will be okay. So now that I gave a profound answer, what about you, nerds? Oh, jeez, well,
1: she already said all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna say none of it. <laughs> no adventure for you. I think. One of the messages, because I can't pinpoint it to one specific place, but one of the messages that really resonated with me is when they go to find Pika Pika Blue and Scorpia really wants to sing because she loves to sing, but she doesn't have the courage to do it. And the way that um perfuma perf- perfuma. perfuma perfuma I was gonna
0: say <laughs> perfuma but it sounded wrong in my head. That was um, going to be one of the other things. Like the the support between Perfuma and Scorpia throughout season mm-hmm. five is just so important. Mm-hmm. I think the way she's encouraged, but
1: mostly the way that she overcomes her own fear and ends up enjoying it so much when she sings because she's so good at it. Um, that is something that... Um, I am not good at having the courage to do sometimes what I like because of all these things that I think because you know, that I think I'm not no, I don't want to say worth it, but I should not be doing it. Um was one of the moments that inspired me the most or that I loved the most.
0: That I mean, that's a really good one. I love that episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, that's the episode where uh, Mermista tells Seahawk that he needs to set one of his boats on fire, and he goes, I have never loved you more.
2: Yes, <laughs> That is one of my favorite episodes, too.
0: Any final thoughts?
2: Yes. Parents who
1: are listening to this, put Thank your you. kids in front of the TV. <laughs> this is a show you want them to watch. That yes. is correct. If you don't have kids, put your nephews, nieces... Whoever kid you find in the street, just put it in front of the TV. <laughs> How about you put yourself
0: in front of the TV?
1: Yeah, and and watch them with them because you're going to learn so much. Put your cat
0: end. in front of the TV. And
2: then maybe give that kid back to whoever. <laughs> put that thing
0: back where it came from. Or so help so me. help me. Oh, help me. <laughs> yes. yes. Exactly. Since you just advocated <laughs> stealing a random kid off
3: the street. <laughs>
0: Please note that one of the other hosts does not advocate stealing a random child off the street. I
1: didn't say steal it. I said, show him this. So you just put your phone to the face and said, watch
0: it. You said put them in front of the TV. (laughs) If they're outside and your TV is inside, how did you get them there? You have Netflix (laughs) on your phone. Your
1: phone is your TV.
0: Okay, okay. I'll accept that (laughs) argument. Because otherwise I was going to say, now you're luring them into your house. You are making your problem worse. I have candy and puppies. It's like, <laughs> oops. It appears I have made more spiders. Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I was like, you're not helping yourself here. <laughs>
1: but I can do this crystal. Ooh, I
0: made a crystal.
1: I made a crystal. I want to say thank you so much, River, yes, for doing this you. with us.
2: I hope you had as much fun as we did. I did. I appreciate um, being here with you guys and just... Having a neuro conversation because that's what I love doing. So I mean, and we hope you come back in the
1: future to discuss more good stuff.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, if it's not if it's not good, we're not discussing it. So exactly. (laughs) So remember us to remember. Remember us. <laughs> I see we're going to finish. Like we started. Yeah. So remember to follow us on social media or whatever. I'll you can us. find us.
1: <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want yeah,
0: to. Like yeah. Totally like, I totally get it if you don't care. But uh, we can be found on TikTok and Twitter at Realm Stories Pod, on Instagram at Realm of Endless Stories Podcast. And we Try to post a daily reel. It's usually an inspirational quote or one of my random ass, stupid, funny thoughts that seem to get thousands of views for no reason. Like if it's a holly jolly Christmas, does that make it a hoppy floppy Easter? Thank you to the <laughs> 1,100 people who watched that video. Um, I, I mean, hey, if you guys think my dumb jokes are funny, I am here for you. And on Facebook at The Realm of Endless Stories Podcast. Our email, if you would like to speak to us, is... It's on our Facebook page. Yes, it is. And it is TheRealmOfEndlessStories at gmail.com. You can give us suggestions for what you'd like to hear us cover. Say hi. Give an opinion. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Uh, if you're enjoying taking this journey with us, give us a follow on whatever platform you listen to us on and consider leaving us a review. We appreciate it. Thank you. you.
1: Now we're going to embarrass River even
0: more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because remember, you don't need money. Don't don't take fame. fame. Don't Don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's strong Strong and it's sudden. sudden. It's cool sometimes, (laughs) Sometimes. but it might might just save save your your life. life. That's the power power of of love. love.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.